Hello and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are talking about the greatest discipleship curriculum for 2020. If we could pick one curriculum that we'd say is the best on the planet, yeah. I'm going to even go this far, in the universe. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that's overstated, actually. Wow. The greatest curriculum in the universe. Yeah, and people ask us this question all the yes. time. I mean, it could be in our top three questions we get about discipleship. What yeah. do you guys use for a curriculum? When you're discipling someone, what is the best curriculum? Yeah, what book do you use? What study are you going through? What? And it's the time of year, as we record this podcast, that Christmas is, is near. You know, we're a little, little close to Christmas. Right, very And close. people are shopping for gifts. And so they get these catalogs in the mail. Yep. And in the catalog... From companies like uh, Lifeway and Randall House and Christian uh, Book, Christian Book Distributors, which you can't even call it. Usually, I call them CBD, but now it's like when I talk about CBD, yeah. <laughs> nobody thinks of Christian Book Distributors anymore for some reason. That's funny um, how that acronym <laughs> got hijacked right from under. Them. So many things get hijacked. Yeah, that's true. but anyway, okay. so Christian Book Distributors, yeah, easy to say, rolls off the tongue. Um, they have you know all their new curriculum, right. and they talk about. You know, they're really pushing for 2020 because for some reason, our spiritual life is as cyclical as the American calendar. Ooh. When am I going to dive in to really go far in my faith? January. Ah, January 1. January. Same time I start losing weight. Right. But for now, eat and be excited about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Enjoy the last few <laughs> donuts right. of December. <laughs> you got a couple yeah. month, a couple weeks left. Yeah. Just throw a couple donuts on there. I mean, yeah. for some reason, that turning of the calendar turns our mind. Yeah. To a whole new embracing of discipling better, learning better. So that's actually, I, mean, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I will say it is a reminder for most of us. Yeah, well, and you want to take advantage of it. So sure. your people are ready to do something mm -hmm. different. They're ready to change their life. They're ready to get in uh, to a discipleship yeah. group. They're ready to be more committed. So yeah. if you're going to choose one curriculum mm -hmm. item, or one item. Uh, the greatest curriculum through. choice you can make. The greatest the curriculum decision. In the universe, what would it be? That's the question. Yeah, and there's a lot of them out there. I mean, i just be honest. There's, yeah. so, there's a lot of ministries out there. that. Hey, and I'll say this. There's some good ones out there. There are some really good but ones But the question is, do you want the greatest or do you want good? That's, okay. that's what it boils down to me. But the other thing is, a lot of churches will actually go negative on the new year. Mm. They will, like, chastise their people. This is the only time of year you get excited about coming. Yeah. And then those people are like, well, maybe we'll go somewhere else. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can work in a loving way, or you can work in a way as to push people away. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to it. Let's what get to is it. What the is answer? It? Drum roll, please. What is the greatest single curriculum you could ever use in the universe well, to I'm make gonna, disciples? I'm going to go with Jesus's curriculum. Okay. What I don't want to Jesus juke you, but I just did. Okay. What is Jesus? What is the curriculum Jesus used? Uh, the Bible. Well, there you go. I think that's the answer. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The greatest textbook for discipleship. Is the Bible. That's right. Okay. Now, I know this is going to shock some people because you were waiting for Very some. Very surprising. Yeah, you were going to wait for some. You uh, were. You had your pencil ready or your phone ready. To or, order it. And you were ready. Right. You, some of you are like on Amazon right now. Right. You're on Lifeway.com. Well, you're, you're like, driving, I'm pressing. You're not. Well, if you're driving, yeah, it's illegal. Please don't do yeah, that. Yeah, it's but, not safe. Yeah. Don't. You can listen to the podcast and drive sometimes. I mean, I feel like sometimes you listen to this podcast, it could make you a little crazy on the road. Yeah, it could be. It depends on what we're talking about. But the Bible is the textbook. Okay? Yes. And the reason we use the Bible 
and, and replicate. So people ask us all the time, when are you going to come out with a workbook? Mm-hmm. When are you going to come out with a fill-in-the-blank uh, yes. you know, action step book? When, when are you going to come out with a... Uh, 101, 201, yeah, 301. You name it, yeah. The eight steps of a disciple, the seven steps, the six steps. Which we could do that very easily. I mean, we have materials we've written about. But the reason we purposely did not do that mm. is because we want people to get into the Bible. Here's yes. why. The Bible is what's going to change your life. The, mm. the only thing promised in the Word to bring about true life change, the only thing yeah. promised to wash away sins, the only thing promised to renew our mind is the Bible. That's a good point. And the Bible is the only living curriculum, quote-unquote, that we have. Yes. Right? The rest of them are written by man about yeah. God's Word. This is the Word of God. And it's unlike any book, and you mm. know this, you know, speaking to the choir here, but it's unlike any book in yes. the sense of it it affects you differently. So what we've done is that's why we've written mm. the F260 Bible reading plan. Yeah. Okay. So just to be clear, the F260 Bible reading plan stands for Foundations 260. Um, we'll get into the details in a minute. It is not a curriculum. Right. It is simply a path through the Bible. And might I say, just just as a little sidebar, having worked in Christian publishing and editing, which I love and enjoy and, and I'm all for that, and there's a place for curriculum. We're not we're not bashing curriculum. We're just simply saying the best curriculum is to start with the Bible, right? Yeah. But here's a little secret about all curriculum. It's all based on the Bible. <laughs> all, <laughs> yeah. all, all good curriculum. All I mean, good I'm sure there's yeah. some crazy stuff out there, but most of the stuff, and especially stuff like Lifeway puts out and some other great organizations, they obviously want the Word to be at the forefront. So it's not like we're yeah. saying other curriculum doesn't have the Bible in it. All curriculum is about, about the Word of God. But the reality is sometimes it's more about the observations of the author yeah. Then it is the word of God itself. It's hey, here's a verse. Now let me talk for a while and 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 fill in these blanks and give you these life lessons, which again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but that has to be secondary yeah. to us reading, absorbing God's word and then living out God's word. Yeah. And the thing about the F260 plan is it is basically us taking you on a tour of the Bible. So we're like a, mm-hmm. a tour guide, not a travel agent. Right. Travel agent would be someone from a distance telling you things and you go explore. That's like your typical curriculum. Typical curriculum. Yeah. yeah. Here's what you do. Go read this. Go do this. Come back and report. Right. The tour guide basically walks with you. We have mapped out the entire year for you. Now, mm. here's how this plan works. The original F260 Bible reading plan, which is the Old and New Testament, yes, is a plan we put together over eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candy and I originally put it together, and then we worked with our team, and we just refined it. And it was like a... Uh, scripture lottery, if you will, kind of like a basketball. That sounds a little uh, fast and loose. I think yeah. it was probably more parade lottery's about, probably not the best. Probably, I'm thinking like probably a more folks. Uh, I'm thinking like you're a thinking basketball. more like a draft. A basketball draft. There you yeah. go. Lottery. Lottery's not the <laughs> best word. Yeah. Let's randomly. That's like flipping it open and pressing your finger down, saying, "This is what I'm going to yeah, read." That's today. exactly what we don't want you to do. It is a bat. It is like a scripture draft. Let there you say. go. That's much say. better. Yeah, that's much better. So we basically went through the entire Bible because you can't. Yes. To read the entire Bible in a year, mm-hmm. only reading five days a week, this is the essence of the plan. Mm-hmm. You're only going to read five days a week, and you're only going to read one to two chapters a day. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. The reason we created this plan is because most Bible reading plans that you're mm-hmm. going to engage in in the, in the new year are yeah. going to be four to five chapters a day. Now, that's yes. great in January. Right. That may even fly in February. Mm. But when you hit April, May, and June, yeah. and your life gets busy and school, sure. vacations, and hangouts, and kids out, of, it just becomes difficult. Yeah. And you move from, here's what we found, you move from hearing from God mm-hmm. 
to checking boxes. Yes. We've all been there. And we've all been I there. i got to get through these chapters so I can stay on course, not how is God going to speak to me, edify me, and grow me. Yeah. And that's the challenge with those, those plans where, and again, if you re- read through the Bible, I know a lot of people who, who do read through the Bible. One of my mentors in ministry is an advocate of doing He's done it for like 20-something years now. Every year he reads through the whole Bible. Yeah. And so the key is, it's not that we're saying you shouldn't read more. Yeah. We're saying most people don't read any. Yes. And then those that read some, we're trying to say, and we say this a lot of times, we're trying to move from nothing to some, from some to more, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> and so right. this plan, you guys made this basically to help people. Kind of uh, the way I envision it is you're in the gym, you're working out. You can tell I work out all the time. Right. And uh, you're trying to push the, your fingers the weight work out up. with video games. I mean, your fingers are probably strong. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've got a muscle right here in my muscles. hand that is that could. <laughs> <laughs> you probably break a finger. I off. can click pretty fast, but. <laughs> Uh, but when, when you need someone to spot you, right. you know, cause you can't get the weight up. So what the, the F two sixty in my mind is like that we're Ooh. spotting people in their reading. That's a we're good helping them get there. It's not that we want to leave them behind us. We want to help them get there. Well, and, and there are people listening who are saying, well, I already read through the Bible, the entire Bible in a year. Well, praise God. Keep doing that. These are, like you said, this is for the 90% mm-hmm. of Christians or 80% of Christians who have never read through the Bible yeah. in, their, in its entirety and never will right. with that plan. Well, and after the break, let's talk about the specific reasoning behind the plan, like why we developed this plan. You guys developed this original plan, and we'll talk a little bit about our New Testament plan mm-hmm. and how to utilize that as, 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 as a guide through the greatest curriculum, the Bible, right? Today, we want to talk about replicatejournal.com. We have developed a journal in which you can take down your here journals. If you have a discipleship group, the way we've talked about discipleship groups, each week you're meeting and you're already having read and taken here journals, H-E-A-R, highlight, explain, apply, and respond, the specific readings each day. This journal is designed for you to record those here journals, take your weekly rest and reset, observe the Sabbath, reconnect every day with Christ, and have a single place where you can follow that plan. Um, The journal's available at replicatejournal.com. You can find out more information or pick one up for yourself or a friend there. And we're back talking about foundations, a reading plan, a guide through the greatest curriculum of all time, the greatest curriculum in the universe, the Holy Bible. Ooh, the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible. I had to go ahead and put holy in there for this one. Yeah. It went from Bible to Holy Bible. It is. I mean, I haven't heard of any holy curriculum, <laughs> but true. I have heard that of the Holy true. Bible. That is true. And that right there should be a case in point of <laughs> why. Might be okay, so let's get critical. back to our discussion. So yes. we wrote this, we created this Bible reading plan to give you a taste of the whole meta narrative of Scripture, basically mm-hmm. the whole uh, story of God. Okay. Yes. Now, you're not going to read every single, and this is what I have to tell people so mm-hmm. you remember, you're not going to read every single chapter of the Bible, and that's okay. Every chapter of Leviticus? No, you won't every read. Every chapter no, of Lamentations? No, but I don't even think you I'm read I'm going to miss and, out on some Job? Some Job, yeah. You are, okay, so you see, you're starting bad already. I Let's am, get I, back <laughs> on track. Okay, don't think of the plan. <laughs> don't think of what you're not going to read. That's actually life-giving to me. That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's probably a good thing. But here's the thing. Nowhere, listen, this is what's interesting. You can't find a text and verse that tells me you have to read the entire Bible. Mm. It's not in the Bible. Right. But for some reason, as a Christian, our spiritual identifier to justify Mm. our growth in Christ is I've read through the whole Bible, the entire Bible. Which, for the record, both of us have. Yeah, but but here's the problem. Yeah, right. I'm not saying we should, yeah, yeah. and I've done that many times. But but the point is, it the point is not to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. The point is to have the Bible read you, mm. and the Bible work in your life. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a listen. The Pharisees knew the Bible 
as well as Jesus, in a sense, Hello. are close to it. Yeah. They knew the Bible. They could quote scripture. Yeah. Uh, they used the Bible as a weapon to weaponize people. They never lived it. Hmm. Jesus said, your, 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 uh, your, um, what do you say? Your hearts are your, your, your hearts are far from no, me. No, no, you honor not, me with your lips, but your hearts. No, are your far lips from are close to me, but your hearts yeah. are. Thank you. My lips are close Welcome. to me, but my heart, your hearts are far <laughs> from me. What he's yes. saying is, you know the right words to say, but you're not living it. Okay. Mm. So we're not talking. I have an uncle, bless his heart. When I created the F two sixty plan, I said, "Hey, here's a plan you can read the Bible." He said, "Man, I already read the Bible ten times. I already know that book." <laughs> I was oh. like, "Well, that's not exactly the correct response." <laughs> Okay, so I've been reading the same F-260 plan mm -hmm. prior to this year for seven years. Yeah. The same F-260 plan, one to two chapters a day, mm -hmm. five mm -hmm. days a week. Uh, and here's another thing I didn't mention. The plan, and this is what's cool, the plan is chronological. Mm -hmm. So as the events unfold chronologically, yeah. that's when you read. Genesis okay. 1 through 11, you'll read first. Then you're going to jump off and read Job because mm. that's what happened next. Yeah. Then you're going to go through, actually, I think it's 1 through 7. Then you go to yep. Job. Then you come back and you start reading through the Bible. Right. Then when David sins with Bathsheba, mm -hmm. then you'll go read Psalm 51. Mm. Then when David is the shepherd of Israel, you go read Psalm 23. It's so it's really cool how this plan works together. Mm -hmm. New Testament, same way. You kind of follow yeah. through that. So the reason we did that is we wanted you to understand the story as it unfolded. Yes. And the goal is when you finish this plan, which many people in discipleship groups that I've discipled, say undoubtedly at the end, I have never finished a plan in my life, hmm. but I finished this plan. And then now you have this spark or right. excitement to want to read yeah. more. Well, and I, and I think the key difference between um, the foundations plan and any other plan, which, I mean, you can, you can find any plan that helps you read the Bible. Yeah. What we're talking about with the foundations plan is we've, we've talked through this system that you kind of developed years ago, and a lot of people implemented this, and it's just a great way to apply the word. It's not about the reading. It's just as you said earlier, it's about applying. The Pharisees yes. read. They knew. They knew more than any of us. They've memorized it all. But uh, it's the application of, it, of yeah. the word. And so with the here method, just as a, as a reminder, it's where you read. So let's say you're reading today's reading. You're going to highlight a section, a passage, you know, two or three verses, maybe more than that, maybe less than that. And then you're going to say, okay, this is what's standing out to me. This is what I believe the Lord's showing me. I'm going to think through this. I'm going to explain that. What's the context? Who wrote it? Who's the audience? When yeah. did it take place? Where did it take place? All those elements. And then the application. So how does this apply to a believer? Any of us, really. Yeah. And then from that, the action step of what is my personal response to how this should be applying to my life. Yeah. So the beauty is half of that reading strategy is application. Yeah. Half of it is how am I living it out? Again, we could read through the Bible, the entire Bible, every single year. But if it doesn't change our life, then it really has been meaningless for yeah, us. Yeah, that's good. And I, I would say the New Testament plan is even quote-unquote, yes. easier. So we launched the New Testament plan early this year, actually last fall yeah. for 2019, and I'm going through it. I'm about halfway through it now with uh, taking my kids through it, and I love it. I mean, I, I love the fact that it is a chapter a day versus two chapters a day. I know that doesn't sound like much. One a day. Um, but, man, it allows us, especially my kids as, at younger ages, to really be able to get on the track with it. Yeah. And uh, well, and here's the thing. I'm almost done because I started in January. Right. Uh, my kids just kind of picked up where I was in the middle when I started my D group mm -hmm. in August. But uh, I am just about finished with the plan. And one of the things I've realized is uh, it's simple, it's reproducible, and it's easy. Here's the key easily digestible. Mm. 
The challenge with reading four to five chapters a day, it's very hard to highlight one verse or two verses that stick out to you. Right. Here, here's something that was struck me a while back. I was reading in Matthew a couple weeks ago, and I was reading on the temptation of Jesus, okay? Mm -hmm. When Satan himself comes, Jesus just finished, finished um, you know, he's starting his ministry now. He gets mm -hmm. baptized, and immediately he goes into the desert, Matthew yeah. chapter 4. And it was fascinating to me that the devil himself— mm could quote scripture verbatim. Yeah. And Jesus responds with scripture. So the second mm. temptation, if you remember, uh, he, the devil says, as it is written, and then Jesus responds and says, you should not tempt the Lord your God. Mm. It's interesting that the devil knows scripture as well. So, so it shows you that what we said earlier, the demons know God. Mm -hmm. They know the scripture, but they don't believe. Mm. I mean, they don't have faith. They yeah. believe, but they don't have saving Faith. Yeah. And I think that's the main difference here. There's a lot of people who, quote unquote, know scripture. Right. They know the Bible, but they don't live the Bible. And that's mm -hmm. why the here journaling method is yeah. so essential to this. If you do nothing sure. else, I mean, you could read any plan. I mean, right. obviously, we're biased to the ones we created. Sure. But you read any plan and start here journaling. Mm -hmm. I would say with the churches I've pastored, I've done this yeah. in three different churches. Chris, you've done this now for a season. It's the game changer. Yes. The here journal is the game changer yes. because it takes away the excuses of right. people saying, I haven't heard from God right. or uh, the Bible doesn't apply to me. You know, a lot of people in your churches will say, I ne God never speaks to me. Mm. I never hear the Lord speak to me. Yeah. And my response to them is this. You can't say God doesn't speak with a closed Bible on your night nightstand by your bed. Mm. That's a good point. Because God speaks through his word. Yes. And now granted, does God speak through situations? Yes. Does God speak through relationships? Yes. Does God speak through circumstances? Yes. Mm. But we know without a shadow of a doubt, God has spoken in his word. And I tell people, if God never says another word, mm -hmm. he has said enough in his word. Yeah. And the cool thing about the Bible is you never graduate from the Bible. Yeah. So let's put a let's put a pin on where we started. Mm -hmm. The greatest curriculum you can use is the Bible. Right. You never graduate from the Bible. Yes. You never like get another book. Right. There's no need for the the LDS, right. you know, uh, Latter Day Saints books from Joseph. You don't Pearl need of any great of that. Price. You don't need to read that. You don't need the Pearl of Great Price. <laughs> you don't need the tablets from Morana. Right. Uh, Moron, Moroni, whatever. Moroni. Moroni. You don't need the uh, Watchtower book from Jehovah's no. Witness. You don't need the Quran. Well, and, you and only have the Bible. Yeah, and I think the challenge is, and again, having worked in Christian publishing and editing with curriculum and writing, is leaders will often say, and, and I think I've even said this at one point in my life, man, this stuff is good, but it's just getting kind of redundant. It feels, about, it feels the same every week, mm. this curriculum. So they want to switch to a new curriculum or a new approach. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the Bible if you think about it, is extremely redundant. Mm, <laughs> it's mm. about God's glory every time. Yeah. And so, but but to your point, it's it's a shallow level reading that I think people feel like, okay, I've, I've, I've learned this as before. We know God is love. We should love each other. We should forgive. God is All of those topics and issues, the depths of those for the believer who's digging deep is All right, let me are endless. You got me thinking about this. Okay, we're going to close with this. I think right. this is helpful. The greatest challenge for long-term, long-time Bible readers is something called the lullaby effect. Hmm. Okay, Have you heard of the lullaby? I have not. Okay, this is going to be insightful for you as well. <laughs> the lullaby effect is... As long the, as you don't start singing, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> Okay. the lullaby <laughs> effect is every night when Ryder goes to bed, okay, I'm putting my son Ryder, he's nine, he's real 
you know, tough and strong, mm-hmm. but he's a mama's boy, just like I was growing mm-hmm. up. And uh, he has to have his mom sing uh, every single night to him. You mm-hmm. are my sunshine. My You're singing. Only. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> not okay. Every single night. Okay, now, yes. when she first started singing this when he was a baby, mm-hmm. you know, he liked it. It was exciting. Now it puts him to sleep. Why? Because it's familiar to him. Mm. So as soon as, I'm telling you, Chris, as soon as he, she starts singing, the eyes close and he goes wow. to bed. It's amazing. Really? It's called the lullaby effect. Why? Because he's heard it so many times. Now, here's the yeah. challenge for Bible reading. When you read the Bible over and over and over again, the same mm-hmm. verses, you can have the lullaby effect happen to you. And what I mean is this, because you're so familiar with the passage, mm-hmm. you don't see the details that you once saw before, mm-hmm. and you don't come with it to it with fresh eyes, mm-hmm. with a new perspective. So yeah. I got to remind, even this morning I was reading, I was reminding myself, don't miss the insights in the text. That's mm-hmm. the challenge for many of us yeah. as pastors is that we have read this book so many years, mm-hmm. it doesn't move us anymore. Ooh. And I tell young preachers when they're preaching, if the sermon doesn't move you from Monday through Saturday, don't expect it to move your people on Sunday. Hello. <laughs> I mean, you, th- yeah. you know what I'm saying? So we need to, we need to come with a fresh perspective, mm-hmm. appreciate the word, get into the word till the word gets into us, and yeah. don't let the lullaby effect lull us into missing Mm. some amazing insights from God. That's a good point. Well, it's been a good podcast. I've enjoyed talking about this topic. We may have to cover some more of this in the future. As always, you can find out more about Replicate at replicate.org. And we just launched our YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch the podcast take place, you can do that on YouTube by searching for Replicate Ministries to check out the podcast live. And as always, if you wouldn't mind, please stop. Take a moment, please. Right now, even we're talking to you. Just go to who listens every week but has not. And many of you have, and many of you have. Yes, but you. if you love the podcast, just go and if you love Jesus. click on five stars <laughs> and let people know what you think and share it with friends. As always, uh, have a great week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.